Next question. Alan says, is there a drawback to using equity from our principal place of residence to purchase the first investment property or is it normally more preferable to have a cash deposit looking from a standpoint of getting into the market sooner? And then Eliza says, would love to know this too. So Emily, let's give them the answers. Yeah, Eliza, I can see she's second to this. So um, I think the biggest thing to get in sooner is sort of the, the leading comment there would be obviously you need physical cash of some sort for a deposit when you're actually doing your offer and you're putting it forward and you're successful in securing the property. But a lot of people don't realise there's a misconception that you need 10% cash available to buy a property. You don't. Um, you can use it in the form of equity and that literally just sits in, let's call it the cloud, but you know, like it sits yes. in no man's land. It's not physical cash that's um, available to you as a draw out. And so you can negotiate like even just a 10 grand deposit until settlement and the balance to be payable at settlement. So I'm personally of the view and certainly the way that I've done my investment properties is that I put the least amount of cash down. I use equity to supplement the rest of, you know, the d- deposit essentially um, to avoid LMI if I can. Um, that being said, I have paid LMI for a purchase just to get in. So yeah, I'm personally the view minimal like liquid cash and the rest topped up with the equity from the bank, um, from your current property and get in sooner. But I guess it comes back to fundamentally, what are you trying to achieve? And if there is a need for speed, then how can you fast track that process? Yeah, totally. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, Alan, it's a, it's a great one and so common given that in the last maybe three to five years, those who have held property, that has gone up considerably, all of a sudden could be sitting on a mountain of equity. Now, obviously, to extract that equity, we need high serviceability or, or, or solid serviceability, meaning your income uh, minus all your expenses and debts, etc. I think it's a no-brainer that you would grab your equity out and have it sitting there, as you mentioned, Emily, in the cloud. You you actually physically extract it out. It sits in an account. As soon as you draw it down, you start paying interest on it. So there's no downside, especially if valuations are solid and the valuers are jumping out of bed saying, yeah, we love this area or we love the climate right now. You get your equity out and have it sitting there. You don't have to use it for another 12 years if you don't want to, right? So that's that's the positive of it versus cash that you want to be paying down on your bad debt, which is your your principal place of residence. So I think it's a no-brainer. Someone came to me last week and and, um, said, oh, we want to use our equity now because we've paid out our home loan. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you've probably wasted 15 years of potential investment because you could have got that equity out sooner, but in their own mind, they just wanted to rid that bad debt. 
Um, so great situation to be in, but w- what's the opportunity cost? So yeah, I think uh, the downsides of drawing equity out is we're paying interest on it. So we're essentially loaning 100% of the purchase price, aren't we? Um, plus the stamps, so maybe 102, 103%. So we really need to be mindful of the cash flow. And given that interest rates are a lot higher than they were 18 months ago, to find positively geared property based on the current interest rates is a lot harder. So really understand your cash flow situation. And I know investors and me included that have used equity to hold some of the or, or to help with some of the holding costs through the, the first few years until the rents start to pick up. Yeah, for sure. And I think this whole consideration of the questions around you know buying an investment property, there's also a consideration there which is going to feed in nicely to another question that's come through about the six-year rule, but about whether like getting the strategy right for the type of property that you're going to purchase and where and sometimes coincidentally the property that you've bought as your first home may not in all cases but it may actually make sense to flip it to an investment property and then go rent best for a period of time or um, buy another investment property and rent vest so you've got two under your belt. So uh, we always talk about strategy, John, and I think it's the most overlooked component of property. People just stabbing in the dark, oh, I want to buy a property because, you know, I've got this deposit and I don't need one or I want one. And I just think, think about all the avenues. It's not actually a very straightforward thing in isolation. It's actually, you know, complex scenarios that you need to think about to achieve the best possible outcome in your investment journey. So I think, you know, thinking that strategy through and I know, John, you've done um, an episode completely dedicated to the strategy that you go through with your clients that is worthwhile a listen and we'll find the episode number so that people can listen to that as well if this is a consideration for them. 